everyone, and welcome to Is It Really, the podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And today we're asking, is Kevin McAllister a sociopath? So fellas, tell me, why did we choose this question? We're all big fans of Christmas, and more specifically, we're all very big fans of Home Alone, and there's really not that much controversy about it, although in recent years, there have started to be some uh, allegations of young Mr. McAllister being a sociopath. I'm also a big fan of sociopaths. I like Dexter, Hannibal, Walter White. So I thought it felt appropriate for the Christmas season. It's for kids. Yeah, the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, also, um, for me at least, Home Alone has become synonymous with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the movie that I get excited about when I start thinking about Christmas, the holidays, Christmas movies. There are, you know, obviously far more, um, I'll say, important Christmas movies um, that I I watch. Um, But this one... This one really gets me excited and, and looking forward to the Christmas season. Tell me, when did you uh, you guys first come across um, the Home Alone movie or movies? Yeah, it started with Home Alone 3 for me. <laughs> really? Yeah, the, the fiasco of a little boy who just got the wrong toy car and it <laughs> ruined his life. Uh, it wasn't until later I realized there was a much better movie called Home Alone 1. And my father would just, you know, quote lines at me like, look what you did, you little jerk. And I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and then I realized it was a very, very good movie. So That's actually very interesting. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they, they started with Home Alone 3. I don't know if my parents were waiting <laughs> like save like saving saving me for you know when i was older that good good movie but uh they definitely wet my palate with uh home alone 3 so growing up living in brooklyn new york i loved new york i loved movies about new york and my dad really wanted me to watch home alone with him but my mother told him he's not gonna like the first home alone as much as the second one let's just let him watch the second one and it was on TV, and my mom said, hey, Zach, Home Alone 2 is on TV. You're really going to like this movie. And she was absolutely right. Just seeing Kevin run around Central Park and the Plaza Hotel, no rules, no responsibility. He's getting three scoops of ice cream in the Plaza Hotel, and he has a limousine and a pizza. Compliments of the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> Uh, we need to start taking wagers on how often we're going to hear the Tim Curry <laughs> impression. You know, I've heard it said every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. But every time Zach does a Tim Curry impression, I believe in tomorrow again. So keep <laughs> keep it up. How come they never had Tim Curry play the Grinch? The mirrored image between the Grinch and Tim Curry flashing back and forth. That you just see that scowl, smile erupt on the Grinch's face and it flashes to Tim Curry. He would have been a fantastic, he would have been a far better Grinch than Jim Carrey, I'll tell you that right now. Sure. I don't blame Jim Carrey for that terrible movie he's in, like the rest of America, but yeah, I agree. Let me tell you, when this movie came out, 
my mother was having none of it. <laughs> none of it. I will not allow you to watch a movie with that Macaulay Culkin. He's disrespectful. He uses bad language. He does not respect his parents. There was a large period of time in there when I w- where I was wanting to see the movie. And I could not. I was not allowed. I never watched a movie and decided I was going to disrespect my parents. I listened to rock music and did that. I'm kidding. (laughs) Excellent. I've never watched Home Alone as a child and thought, I'm going to launch a paint can at a grown man's groin and see what happens. I did. There isn't a single single paint can launched at any groin in Home Alone or Home Alone 2. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. It was his face. As a child, I was begging. I was begging for burglars to come in the house so I could put them through my own little fun house. That should be left between you and your therapist. <laughs> Probably not for a podcast. Well, well, Kevin seems like he's having the time of his life. Just We'll get into this later, but it seems like he's having a, a good time. I was like, I want to have fun like that. I like the way that uh, Honest Trailers put it when they said, it's one half Ferris Bueller, the other half Saw. He's just a kid playing hooky until <laughs> murder gets in the mix. <laughs> Hello, wet bandits. I want to play a game. You fellas want to talk a little, um, little uh, framework. I think when I, I think of John Hughes, I, I go straight to the Brat Pack. Yeah. Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, um, Breakfast Club. So for me, thinking, I, you know, I would have never known um, Home Alone, John Hughes. But if you kind of look at John Hughes' filmography. He, he definitely has different eras that he kind of goes through. And, and Home Alone definitely fits squarely in that yeah. um, Uncle Buck Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. Both of them seem like they ran out of steam. You know, you've got John Hughes who starts his career off with movies like, you know, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he's ending it with like Home Alone. He's a ghostwriter on Drillbit Taylor. And you've got Christopher Columbus, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harry Potter 1 and 2. And then he's doing movies like I Love You, Beth Cooper, Pixels. Just, it's interesting. We don't deify Drillbit Taylor, (laughs) but make no mistake. Stop right there. (laughs) Drillbit Taylor is the Citizen Kane of Owen Wilson movies. That's all I'm going to say. First of all, Owen Wilson does not have a Citizen Kane in his repertoire. Uh, you, me, and Dupree, <laughs> Marley and me. Why didn't we Maybe. call the, Why didn't we call our podcast "You, Me, and Dupree"? <laughs> I feel like an idiot right now. You're the only one acting up. Now, get upstairs. I am upstairs, dummy. Third floor? Go. It's scary up there. Don't be silly. Fuller will be up in a little while. I don't want a super Fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Fine. We'll put him somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's too late. Get upstairs. Everyone in this family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that.
You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. I want to point out a couple things. The McAllisters think so highly of Kevin that they have ordered not one cheese pizza, but one slice of cheese pizza on a pie. One single slice of cheese pizza. You're coming out of nowhere, dude. There's obviously a whole cheese pizza. No, there's not. No, there's not. There is one there is one slice Buzz is of cheese pizza into his mouth. No, Buzz ate a whole cheese pizza. That's no, what we're not. in the amount of times that it did took not. Kevin to run downstairs going pizza, pizza. They ordered. They said, "Hello, little Neros. We need fifteen pizzas, and on one of them, I need one slice of cheese." Now, here's the thing that jumped out to me most recently when I was watching this clip. My mother is a saint. One of the most amazing kindest gentlest women i've ever met just wonderful if i ever called her dummy i would not wake up the following morning i feel the exactly exactly the same way my mother would have put me through the floor (laughs) if i called her a dummy but she's so mean to kevin He's a little boy, and she thrusts this big bag of guilt on his shoulders. Yeah, I feel like there's there's far there there is too much of an exchange. You don't you don't um, engage an eight year old like that. Yeah, she's getting into the mud. She's at the end of her rope. No, I'm pretty sure this mom is the worst mom. She leaves her child at home alone. Alone. That's the name of the movie. She's (laughs) she's Norma Bates. Here's the thing that I will say of Kevin. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. When his mother is in New York City, one of the most dangerous cities in the world, especially in the 90s, Tim Curry lovingly says to her, Madam, you shouldn't go out looking all by yourself or your son. There are thousands of parasites. And she just slaps him in the face. Assaults an employee of the Plaza Hotel. And you know she was winding up, too, because that hand, he hasn't gotten the last word out, and that hand slaps him right full on in the face. Do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. And and the lip quiver. It's great. (laughs) When Kevin says to her, do you know what? If I had my own money, I'd go on my own vacation alone. After the incident of Home Alone, she looks him dead in the eye and says, Well, you got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it again this year. Norma Bates. <laughs> Members of the McAllister family, maybe just watch just watch what you say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another thing that I that I thought about. If I were a child and I got into, you know, a fight in the kitchen, my mother would be upset. If I ate an entire cheese pizza when the family was over, my mother would have been livid. Let's be clear about what we're talking about. You say fight. Kevin unleashes what amounts to unholy hell in his kitchen. (laughs) Chaos chaos erupts. A a single shove a a single shove turns into the the armageddon of catastrophes in a kitchen 
I do love Kevin is smoldering in that scene until he erupts like a volcano at Buzz. I do love the slow burn. I love what sets Kevin over the edge. It's not Buzz pretending to puke, but the thing that just really gets that fuse going is Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. That was the match. An evil Fuller just looks at Kevin and raises his eyebrows. It's funny because in Harry Potter, he's portrayed as like, oh, he's the Dursleys were mean. But Kevin has to sleep in an attic. Kevin gets one slice of cheese pizza. <laughs> Kevin is left home alone. Also, I've never seen anything more gross than Buzz shoving that pizza in his mouth. Oh. I've never heard anything more disgusting than the noise of him pretending to barf it back up. Yeah, oh man. The McAllisters are just... Here's how bad the McAllisters are. When Kevin finds out that he's made his family disappear, he runs around the house screaming, I'm free. Yeah, and the original cut, Free at Last, Free at Last, by uh, gospel artist Mahalia Jackson was supposed to play. (laughs) But they thought it was a bit on the nose, so they cut it out. Which McAllister would you forbid from entering your home. I'm going to I'm gonna get this one kicked off real quick, and I'm going to say Buzz. And I'm going to say Buzz, and here's my evidence. We're just going to take a little field trip around Buzz's room real quick. <laughs> Tarantulas, yep. naked women, probably some booze and other contraband underneath the mattress. Some cigs. And some let's face it, that bookshelf, or whatever you want to call it, an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> Begging to happen. That, th- that thing was going to kill someone at some point. A more disastrous shelf has never been put together. No, not at all. Now, if it's who would come into my house, I feel like Buzz would come into my house, find a quiet room, and do something horrible in there, which (laughs) I can deal with that. It's Kevin's sister, Megan, the one walking around the house screaming about how Kevin is helpless and needs help packing his suitcase, because I can handle like weird people it's loud rude people that really grind my gears and she's just walking around the house screaming about how annoying her little brother is because he needs help with his suitcase this is irony at its best but after they get to paris one of the first siblings to express concern you're not at all worried about kevin sure but scream in my house one time you will never return. Mitch? I mean, I feel like we have to drop Uncle Frank's name, right? Abs- absolutely. He's, he's a mooch. The man uh, insults children left and right. He steals silverware wherever he goes. He And he forgot his reading glasses. Uncle Frank has never paid for anything in his life. He is just a rock skimming on the top of the water throughout his life. So, who's more villainous to me, Joe Pesci or Uncle Frank? Who's stolen more? Uncle Frank has stolen years of my life. I was going to have a good Christmas, and then he showed up for the vacation. And, you know, Buzz is clearly the favorite child. In Home Alone 2, Buzz plays a horrible trick on Kevin, who is singing at that recital, Christmas time means laughter, toboggans in the snow, and Buzz decides to humiliate Kevin 
And then later when Buzz is apologizing. And by the way, trout sniffer? Well, do you know do you want to know the... why they used um trout sniffer? I don't remember that. Once he called a trout sniffer. In Home he Alone gives, 2. He, he gives his heartfelt apology to Kevin. They're all sitting around the living room, conference style. and Jury. Kangaroo court. <laughs> and, and, and Buzz gives this feigned um, heartfelt apology. And then, under his breath, into Kevin's ear, says, Beat that, you little trout sniffer. <laughs> know what that means is that a compliment like, i'm guessing it's a it's a rear end sniffer that's that's what i always thought brandon okay. did buzz give that line or the dark knight the voice you just <laughs> used <laughs> well i don't trust buzz he does have a pet tarantula exactly and um frankly has drawn some very irrational conclusions about old south bend he has a name brandon <laughs> it's not south bend <laughs> Let's be clear about Old South Bend. <laughs> Brandon! Brandon! Stop reducing him! When, when running into... When he runs into Kevin in on the street, dragging his trash can and shovel with dead bodies in it, d- does he... It's salt, do, Brandon! He's salting he the street to, like a good hold Samaritan! On, hold, does he try to figure out if Kevin's okay... Where are your parents? Asks zero questions, just stares at him with the <laughs> death stare. Well, Kevin starts screaming in his face. What kind of society are you advocating for, Brandon, hey. where a grown man can't salt his neighborhood? Hey, young fella, I'm coming up behind you dragging some heavy stuff. That's it's so be much worse. Did you hear the words that just came out of your mouth? I'm not. I don't want to scare you. Hey. <laughs> Hey, look out, little kid whose parents are somewhere and you don't know where they are. This is nobody that can hurt you, just your friendly old neighbor. Brandon, are you saying when I'm out on the streets and I see a child, I should go, Hey, little guy, I'm coming up behind you. Runs into Kevin, runs into Kevin again in the drugstore and drops his bloody hand on the counter next to him. <laughs> He's not allowed to bleed, Brandon? Again... Hey, Kevin, where's your parents? How you doing? None Haven't... of these are good questions. He these doesn't know. Do you just walk up to little children and start <laughs> dropping details about their intimate life? If I saw a neighbor child out and about by himself, no sign of his parents anywhere, yes, I might say, hey, what are this you doing? Was, this was the 90s. Kids were allowed to go places on their own. It was the wild, wild west. Let's... Let's not act like it was the the 50s, okay? You're just coming down too hard on old man Marley. Listen, I love I love South Bend. He gives <laughs> He gives the um I mean, he gives the best performance in the movie as far as I'm concerned. You mean just making a scary face. Bum 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 bum. Um no, I really liked uh old man Marley. Because uh, when I was a kid growing up, there were always those old neighbors who some older kid would make up some crazy story about and you would all believe it. And it kind of would get passed through the grapevine about this neighbor is crazy. And then you'd accidentally throw your football or your baseball in their backyard and just be terrified. And they're always the sweetest people on earth. And that rung very true for me in uh, Home Alone. 
Well, you did say earlier that, you know, Buzz loves making Kevin scared based on this little story, right? Right. And he passes that pastime on to Kevin. Because Kevin loves making the pizza boy believe his life is in danger <laughs> later in the movie. <laughs> For no reason. This this okay. is a pastime we pass on from father to son, brother to brother. And can I say, I would love to know what kind of television the McAllisters have in their kitchen. I would love and to know what televisions are in the Plaza Hotel. Because exactly. In the first and, one... and likewise, the televisions in the Plaza... They must have just these immaculate sound systems. Well, in, in Home Alone 1, Kevin has firecrackers also. Sure. But I just love when Tim Curry is crawling around on the floor going, Stay in your rooms! There's an insane guest with a gun! Well, that talk boy he uses too must be pretty convincing because it convinces old Tim Curry that something's going down the shower. The talk boy was on every <laughs> yeah, Tim, was on every child's Christmas list. Can we can we talk about Tim 92. Curry? Can we talk about Tim Curry in Home Alone 2? He believes that there's a boy who's all alone in the Plaza Hotel. Here's the shower running and thinks, time to get to the bottom of this. Can I also say a couple of simple requests? A, a large bed and a and a an extra large the, bed. Okay, fine. A king a king size bed and a refrigerator with a key th- translate into this like presidential suite. Herbert Hoover once stayed on that floor. This is one of our finest suites, sir. And Macaulay's acting is a little wooden in Home Alone one. In Home Alone 2, this is where I really think maybe he's a sociopath, because just no emotion as he gains everything he wants. Yeah, can you just do I'm sorry real quick? I'm sorry. That is the voice of a boy faking emotion. (laughs) Yeah, well, even later when he's at the plaza and the lady goes, are you here all alone? He goes, ma'am. I'm barely able to look over this counter. My feet are hardly touching the floor. Think about it. A kid checking into a hotel on his own? I don't think so. Hey, can you do I'm sorry one more time? (laughs) I'm sorry. That is the voice of a boy who doesn't know how to feel. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Also, also and similarly, the... um, little job that he does on the uh the cashier at the grocery store oh and you know it it never really tracked for me are he's bouncing back and forth between i'm the father he says whatever this thing he was purchasing is for the for the kids (laughs) quote unquote so either you're buying something for your kids now you're (laughs) seven years old i just pick something and stick with it, joke, Brandon. Stick with your story. Pick something and stick with it. Speaking of the uh, the wet bandits, um, yes. we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about them at all. They endure some of the um, just most horrific pain any villains have endured in any movie um do they deserve it i used to think absolutely not all kevin has to do is call the police but the wet bandits when you think about it 
do it to themselves. Like, I imagine if I were a burglar and I was trying to get into someone's house and my little um, co-pilot was shot in the head with a BB gun and I burned my hand on his door, I would think maybe this kid's up to something. You know what? It's not worth it. But they just keep coming after him. And they deserve every single thing they get. All they have to do is leave the house. Hold on, now I have to stop you. They keep coming <laughs> after Kevin? They don't yeah. want Kevin. They want the house. That's the one, Moth. That's the silver tuna. It's, it's, it's all Kevin's. about the goodies inside. And none of it's those goodies house. are the boy. It's, it's Kevin's, Kevin's house. house. He has to defend it. You guys are just quoting the movie. Do you hear how ridiculous you sound? That house doesn't belong to the boy. He, he doesn't pay the mortgage. People don't get everything they want. That's how life works. That house belongs to Marv. Stealing. It's his. Is a, Ever stealing. since he saw it, he wanted it. Mitch, stealing is a crime. And by the way, that was Harry who wanted the house. Yeah, whatever. But... You know, it's not like they're murdering anyone. Brandon, you asked, you know, do they deserve it? I don't think Osama bin Laden deserves the punishment that Kevin doles out on these poor schlubs just trying to make a buck. But Listen, Mitch, Kevin, Kevin's not down there with a sawed-off shotgun, okay? He has taken a little trip around his house and gathered what supplies he could and put together what I feel like is a fairly reasonable set of booby traps. Brandon, for... you have a you have a 2-year-old. If you accidentally left her home alone, would you want her to behave in this manner? I hope to God that if I left Reagan home alone, she would be arming herself to the teeth, so to speak. Brandon! No, no, no. I would want Brandon! In, in all seriousness, I would want Reagan to leave the house and get away. Oh. The reasonable. The things can be replaced. Get away from this situation. Hold on a second. I do have to call you on what you... It's not like he's got a sawed-off shotgun. No, he he's he's doing the movie Saw. There's no sawed-off shotgun. He is Jigsaw. He's holding a rifle the whole scene. That's right. A BB gun. A BB gun. A rifle BB gun. Yeah. That could, that could not penetrate skin. Could we do a supercut of all the ways he maims these victims? He no, burns he them alive. I want to do a supercut of all the ways you're sticking up for the people you shouldn't be sticking up for. They're, listen, no. they're at the bottom of the economic rung. They are just trying to make a better life for themselves and their children. Let's keep in mind what kind of person Kevin is. Upon encountering uh, a homeless woman in Central Park, takes a good long look at her, says sick, and turns around and takes off running. Brandon, you hit the nail on the head. Kevin... Hates the homeless. He looks, he's disgusted by anyone who doesn't live up to his ideals. And he takes justice into his own hands. He now, purges uh, those who he dislikes. Now, but on the other hand, let us not forget that the wet bandits threaten to bite off his fingers. Yeah, but they're just having fun, right? <laughs> so is Kevin. They ho Hold on. In, they also inform Kevin that they are packing heat. He just threatens them. I mean, come on. <laughs> I will say Kevin tries to do the right thing 
when he runs to the plaza and he says, help, there's two guys after me, but Tim Curry just cannot wait to exact terrible vengeance for no reason on Kevin, by the way. The only crime Kevin commits in the plaza is that he is a child, and Tim Curry just can't deal. Up, 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 up. Fraud. <laughs> you want to keep sticking up for this boy who's capable of white-collar and blue-collar crimes. Lest we forget, he's eight. Isn't that all the more frightening? That he knows how to commit international I will, terrorism. I will say, I love the line when his mom says, um, when they're like, we'll put a, a hold out on all the credit cards. And his mom goes, no, I don't even think Kevin knows how to use a credit card. She is living in a delusional world. In a family of guppies, Kevin is a shark. So the mom is totally deluded. Oh, he doesn't know how to do things. No, he's smarter than you. He's outmaneuvered you at every... By the second movie, though, she says to the police officer, well, I'd probably be laying dead in a gutter somewhere, but no, Kevin is so much stronger and braver than I am. Can I go back to defending... The Wet Bandits. Sure. Oh, please do. What kind of world hath Christopher Columbus wrought where Joe Pesci and Donald Trump are sympathetic villains next to the monster that Macaulay Culkin is throwing up on the silver screen? You just wanted a way to bring Donald Trump into the conversation. The Tariff Man. Why do you think the wet bandits are so bad? If somebody broke into your baby cousin's home when she was all alone, would you just be like, oh, they're just some good-hearted criminals? (laughs) What would I want my child to do? Descend into madness or call the police? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said before, I'd want my daughter get away from the house, get out of the house, Run. Run to a neighbor's house. Don't tangle with the burglars. But if you're going to and the burglars get hurt, that's on them. I did want to contest you on your use of the word booby traps. There are, Data uses booby traps in Goonies. These are death traps. We've got ornaments. We've got a couple of micro machines on the ground. We've Here's got Brandon. Pause. The most vicious scene in Die Hard is when he walks across broken glass, and that's used as a punchline in Home Alone. All of this, all of this, is heavily relying on the fact that Marv has lost his shoes and socks on the tar-coated stairs down below. All they need to do is look. Why don't you look at the steps and see? Oh. A nail. Or look at the ground and go, ooh, ornaments. Or ooh, micro-machine. Kevin does not hide these. They just run in there. Or or in Home Alone 2, ooh, a gigantic hole in front of me. Wow. What a hole. hole. (laughs) Y'all don't want to laugh? How dare Christopher Columbus have a little fun. You guys, the grown men, have to come in and poke holes. This isn't very realistic, is it? Uh. 
Those with antisocial personality disorder tend to lie, break laws, act impulsively, and lack regard for their own safety or the safety of others. So is Kevin McAllister a sociopath? I would say not until the second movie. The first movie, large men are entering his home. He gets to do whatever he wants. Home Alone 2 closes the case for me on on Kevin being a sociopath. But if we're sticking to one, I'd say absolutely not. He is uh, defending his home. A large portion of Kevin's behavior has to do with how he was raised, the household he's come up in, and the fact that he's eight years old and he doesn't yet have empathy or sympathy. And I think that even if you look at Home Alone 2, he gives the last of his food to pigeons and spends his last dollar taking out a homeless woman for hot chocolate and then gives her two turtle doves at the end of the film. And lest we forget that the only reason Kevin lures the wet bandits into his Uncle Rob's house is because they want to steal from the children's hospital. Kevin would have been totally fine to just, oh, let me go find somewhere to, let me go to the biggest tree in New York City, but no. He says, I'm going to make these guys pay because they want to mess with these sick children on Christmas. Sociopath? I say saint. Ralphie? Cindy Lou Who, Kevin McAllister. In any other Christmas movie with a little child at the forefront, it's a pleasant affair. Everyone's happy. Things are fine. Kevin McAllister gets in the mix. Suddenly, we're watching a Kafka-esque nightmare. What happens when he wishes his family into non-existence? Immediately starts playing with a gun. And he seems to know what he's doing. He starts watching violent movies. When he's indulging in his sweets, he puts on a bib. A methodical machine who won't messy himself, even at the tender age of eight. He journeys downstairs. What does he find? Disembodied mannequins in the basement. And what does he do? He uses them for his own tricks. And chicanery later. And of course he imagines the fireplace like a Lovecraftian hellscape because he populates the world with his own ghoulish images. Later in the movie he runs to church for refuge, seeking sanctuary, only to desecrate a manger. And what revelation does he receive? Crusade, Kevin! Crusade! Against these poor, helpless burglars. He watches The Tonight Show, but comedy brings him no joy. Only carnage can sate his juvenile bloodlust. He asks Santa for his family back, wanting numbers for his oncoming war against the burglars, and he even says, Uncle Frank is expendable. Is Kevin McAllister a sociopath? Better question. Is Kevin McAllister even human? Well, thank you for that, Shakespeare, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's my official position. Marv is an angel, and Kevin is a jerk.
going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us for our episode on Home Alone and the Kevin McAllister psyche. If you have a minute, like us on Facebook. We can be found at the Is It Really Podcast. And give us your opinion. We would love to know how you feel about our episodes and any weird movie opinions you may have. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling good, please give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Have a lovely day.